And we'd like to thank Vita Brevis Clothing for their sponsorship of this episode of Seat Time. Hey everybody, welcome to the fourth episode of Seat Time. I'm Brian Pierce. And I'm Jason Schmidt. If you watched our show at all, seen us at the races, or just checked out the site, you know that we don't take things terribly seriously. Unfortunately, this last week at the works race in practice uh, out in California, uh, Nathan Woods passed. Obviously a very serious thing. Um, He brought a lot to the sport, brought a lot to the table. Great family man. In that regard, we always title our shows based off of something stupid one of the two two of us have said in the course of recording the show. This go-round, we definitely like to just try to pay our respects and honor his memory by titling the show in his honor. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and title it In Memory of Nathan Woods, just... It's uh you know really nothing to make of it just exactly what it says and you know, it goes a great guy as he said so that's that's pretty much what we're gonna title it that is what we're gonna title it um you know moving from the uh, you know what happened this weekend with Nathan Woods onto what happened actually at the works event you know it was it was nice to see that they you know he crashed and uh, passed away on Friday it was nice to see that they took um the the Saturday race off the plate and uh, turned it into a, m- a memorial ride for Nathan Woods which was great to see. Not just for the series, I think, but for his family as well. They had a little Absolutely. bit of time to kind of see into everything that was going on, you know, and, and how much the community really enjoyed him being a part of it, which was awesome to see. Um, as everything moved into Sunday for the works of the works event um, over in Taft, California, uh, Caselli actually walked away with the first place. He got the whole shot right out of the gate, and he pretty much went straight to the checkered flag with it. From watching the videos. It really doesn't seem like he had much competition. It's between that and his showing at the Hare and the Hound, he sounds like he is That's just right, yeah. a monster <laughs> this yeah, year. It sounds like Caselli's really been working the system, you know, and figuring yeah. out, you know, what he what how he needs to be in tune with the universe because uh after last weekend's, you know, unfortunate run, running out of gas and having to push the bike a mile, he was ready for a win, I think, at that point. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like he rode great. Um, the video, the little bit of video that we've seen and all the press releases that have come out with race reports and such traction was amazing. Works did a great job laying out the course, which is always good when the promoters, you know, put not only, you know, make sure that you have fun, but put on a really good race. Um, but everybody had fun. Um, so first place, uh, Kurt Caselli, second place actually went to Kyle Summers, uh, with the VMS Yamaha team. And uh, third place uh, was a very hard, hard fought, but Bobby Garrison walked away with third place. So congrats, guys, you all. From everything we've read, hopefully what we'll see soon, you guys have done a really, really good job. I'm really proud of you. All right, so next is on to the T-Sec stuff. We kind of did our own junk this weekend and uh, together. Uh, yes. Bloody wasn't out drinking while I was racing. Um, we actually did this. We, we drank and rode together. I so, actually uh, have a motorcycle. <laughs> it's amazing. Kind of. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, that's coming up in the near future. Mm. But yeah, so this weekend was uh, the TSEC race at Cycleland. So we had um, the banquet from the 2010 series this Saturday night, and we had our first race of the 2011 series on Sunday. So tell me about your banquet and your race experience, bloody. Well, my banquet experience, since I took the 2010 year off, meant that (laughs) Since I needed to attention whore for a little while, I went up and accepted someone that was not in attendance as trophy. <laughs> I'm a um, double A. I'm a double A. <laughs> I'm really awesome, I swear. I promise you, I'm your brother. Let me touch your trophy. 
No, but a friend of ours wasn't able to make it, and like I said, I was going to touch a trophy that night, and that's the only way that I could do it. He wouldn't it. touch mine, but he'd touch somebody else's. <coughs> he wasn't even there. Yeah. Horrible. Um, we also had the... Uh, the. It was a good scene, getting to see a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a while, obviously with me being out of it for a bit. Uh, but everyone getting together for the first race of the year, there was that big vibe based around that. That brought a lot to the table. It was also nice to get together for a big meal the night before a race, and uh, good and bad that it was BYOB. Some of us <laughs> took a little bit more advantage of that than we should have. Yeah, the two coolers full of beer. Yeah, we weren't we very got popular. We so many looks for that. Man. Yeah, we, horrible. What? We're just having a good time. Yeah, we uh, were taking the largest coolers on the shuttle system, and not uh, just the largest coolers. We had two of the largest coolers. <laughs> Yeah, there were some comments. There were some smiles, though. So I think everybody else decided it was time to step up their game. They were bringing their game face when it came to drinking. But really? uh, pretty sure we brought all the game faces. Though. Well, I know, but they, they, they <laughs> they're all just taking numbers at this point. Yeah, yeah, we had the liver destruction table, but we uh we went ahead and moving on to the next day. Well, actually, let's hear about your banquet experience because you actually had something that had to do with you. Um, yeah, so we were uh, at the banquet on Saturday night, which I really appreciate, you know, all the Vita Brevis guys showing up, all my uh, Rogue Posse buddies cuz uh, I picked up all my stuff for uh, you know, from for moving up to the the AA class. Um, I was asked which row I wanted to get. We had a small choice and I went with 23A. I love 13, you know, there's no bad luck. It's all the luck you make for yourself. Um, so I went with 23, 23A, I got my nice little fanny pack with my name embroidered on it, it's got my little row on it, it's cute, you know, that's cuddly. I uh, got some numbers, so I've got some professionally done numbers to put on my bike. They're once, hot. Once I find money, I them. once I find money to buy another number plate, mm. because I'm not putting that over my 113, because I like it too much. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun, everybody was really supportive, Wes Knight did a great job, yeah. he's the president of TSEC, um... And so, you know, we've, we've always been in a little bit more of a highbrow kind of place at the Texas Motor Speedway. And not to say where we were at was lowbrow, but just that it was just a different scene. It was a little bit more, it was definitely more low-key, a little bit more fun, BYOB, just kind of... was, there was such a laid-back vibe yeah, to it. It was awesome. hard not to enjoy it. Yeah, it, it was, was a lot It of was fun. much more conducive to just having conversations with the table next to you, everyone just kind of hanging out. It was, it was a good scene. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun, um... And it was just really great too to be able to pick up all of my my awards and and all of my all you know, of my awards all of my accoutrements if you will um, with all my friends there and just yelling and hooting and hollering you know and just kind of making fun of everybody so it was it was awesome I really appreciate the banquet um, going on to the race situation I think we'll go ahead and get the bad news out of the way first mm. well this was my much heralded uh, return to racing. And unfortunately, somewhat short lived. You're like, I want to do awesome. Like, I'm going to be super kick ass. <laughs> so it came out, felt strong, body felt you great. Strong. I was. I was ripped. I bowed up. Strong. Doctor gave me lots of steroids to get ready for the weekend. Actually, she did. But um, came out, like I said, I felt strong. The bike felt strong. Uh, went through the first section, felt good. Made it into the second section. And, uh, that's uh, the first test there in the second section. Things started to go a little bit different for me. I felt good because I was hanging with people that are in a class above me. Problem being that I reached this point where I started to hear a noise. And uh, it wasn't your own, wasn't like your brain working? No, no. That's Absolutely something. Not. Yeah, well, no. I mean, number one, that would scare me too. That worked. 
Yeah, that would scare me too. Uh, and that was starting to hear a clatter, but um, as I've mentioned to many friends before, I was born with something that I like to term the competitive dickhead gene. And that it's caused very, me... The, very true. Yeah. Which is somewhat frustrating because I was also born with the total lack of skill gene. <laughs> so those two things are always Unfortunately, still true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They kind of battle it out. And unfortunately, the competitive one is the one that makes me more of an ass. Um, I put up with you. Yeah. Thank you. Now, the clatter got a little bit worse, but I kept telling myself, you know what, I'm almost at the end of this test section. I'm just going to fight through it, uh, get there, let the bike cool off, take a gander. Everything is going to be great. Wasn't as close as I thought. Ended <laughs> up trying to pass a guy in a turn. I was telling myself I was going to baby the bike a little bit because I thought, well, you know, I caught this guy babying the bike. So I'll just pass him here and I'll be able to continue on my merry way, just taking it easy. Babying. Yeah, further babying. <laughs> yeah, well, I got into that corner and that competitive side that I was talking about, I just had to get all, like, rip into it and everything. Started to lose power, pulled off to the side of the trail, and my bike died from death. Um, died from seizure death. Yeah, the piston seized uh, just about threw my leg out of joint trying to kick it after the piston <laughs> seized. If my bike was a cartoon character, it would have two X's over its eyes right now. So I'm going to have a, I have a big rebuild in my future trying to get ready for the next race in two weeks. The, uh, the entertaining side for, I'm sure, some of the people that ended up on later rows than me was me thinking that the uh, end to that test section was a lot closer than it was. So I thought I was going to run with my bike so I could get more <laughs> I'm points. I'm Kurt Caselli. I'm Kurt Caselli. <laughs> I tried to channel. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah. Um, That's not a bad thing. That, yeah. guy, that guy's awesome. Yeah. I, I figured I could pull upon his awesome to try to run with my bike to make it a little bit farther to get a little bit more salvageable points. Don't ever try to pull on my awesome. Oh. <laughs> we should have a signal for that. Yeah. No, but they, uh, not it didn't awesome work out. a signal for that. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> I love it when... Ah! I love it when Jordan talks. talks. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. You know it's serious. Yeah. No, so my race ended not under the power of my own motorcycle. My race ended with my bike being pulled with a toe, two toe straps together behind a big red Honda four-wheeler. That's was, okay. You've joined forces with myself. Yeah. I've actually sat at the rig and watched um, Brian be pulled in at Cycle Land behind... Many, many a four wheelers. Yeah. So it was one of those things. At least I was in good company. But you had a much better go around than I did. I did actually. Yeah. It was, uh, so it was my first double A race, uh, 23A. And I had a blast, man. There was a, a, guys, got a couple guys I didn't know because none of my friends actually had the balls to ride on my row with me. Um, they didn't want to be around a bunch of you know, fast guys, whatever. Um, but everybody that was on my row was really cool. It was tons of fun. And, uh, then I just went into the sections and tried to tried to ride smart. I didn't want to put the bike down. Wanted to ride as fast as I could, carry momentum into turns. Blah blah. You know the be smart about it. Blah blah blah. And it worked. It was a lot of fun. Okay. It was awesome. I mean, I rode so good. The last two sections for me, I was getting tired. I was making dumb mistakes. I went down once in both sections. Um, both of them were dumb get offs. But I mean. In the, the, the second section, I rode the best I've ever read. Pay for it. <laughs> it's the best I've ever ridden in my entire life. I mean, 
I, I seriously can't say that I've ever like carried those speeds into those like into turns like I was doing there. It was it was pretty cool. Um, and I was only a couple couple seconds off most of the paces in that section, so I was really happy with that. Um, you know, in the in the long run, my goal was to be within ten minutes of the overall winner, and I was actually within nine minutes of the overall winner. Uh, it may not sound it may sound goofy to some people out there that doesn't know what's you know that, that maybe not know what's going on in the enduros, but since your time accumulates throughout every section, you know. 30 seconds here and, and 20 seconds here by the end of the day can really turn into, you know, minutes on end. So for me, I mean, with being in, within nine minutes of Hayden Franklin, who was the overall winner, I, I, I am very proud of that result, you know. Like I said, I made a couple mistakes in the things I need to work on, but yeah, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. The rain was awesome. The terrain was great. Cycleland did an amazing job getting everything together. It was It was a great weekend. Yeah. So... I had a good time. It's definitely not the way I would have wanted things to work out personally, but the event was put on well. Everybody there was great. Yeah. And great if you have anything overall. to learn from your mis- from your bad luck mm. and from my bad luck there, good luck is somewhere around the end. Yeah, it may not be next year. It may not be the year after that. But somewhere, you're actually going to finish that race. <laughs> see, the thing is, my first go-round at Cycleland, I finished the race. Oh, and see, I think I... I, I set myself up for failure yeah, this year by doing well initially. Yeah, but the guys who didn't set themselves up for failure were the ones that actually won this whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Cycleland, Hayden Franklin, you ruled it, man. Um, from what we heard, you had a great day, and the results showed it. You came down with a 5105 was the score for Hayden. Um, Don Hogan, who was in second, he came with a score of 5235, and uh, Caleb Ramsey came out with a 5315. It actually looked like Caleb Ramsey was... Uh, gonna walk away with it but he had a really bad second test section he may have been out playing with the leaves he may have been trying to find a tree we don't really know but hey that's part of racing man and that's why enduros are so different you know you gotta your every section is every section you know it's a new race every time so it's such a cumulative thing that by the end of it if you have that one that you blow out even if you smoked it in every other section it's gonna come back to bite you blow out and smoking it yeah I know um, and then um, on the TSEC schedule coming up actually in two weeks is going to be the next uh, the next race in Gilmer, Texas, and it's going to be at Barnwell Mountain. So if you guys, man, if you don't have anything going on or you haven't heard about Enduros, you want to figure out what this whole scene is, it's another restart format. So you don't have to have worry about timekeeping or any of that goofy stuff. I mean, I've got the computer for it. You can come talk to me about it. We'll work it out. Um, I've got a book. You can buy it. That's fine. But uh, we would love it if you guys came out, man. It would be a ton of fun. You know, I'm really having a lot of fun talking to all the people at Toro and hanging out and goofing off. And, it, and to see those faces at T-Sec races continuously, I think would be awesome. Yeah. So you all, please, you know, don't ever feel like you're not welcome in Enduro because you don't know anything about timekeeping because these days we've got enough There's restarts. So, yeah, yeah. That, so few Enduro races are actual timekeepers anymore. Restarts are a very simple format. And so it's, it's a lot easier for somebody to come from the cross-country scene, to come from one of our buddies... Had never ridden an enduro yeah. before. He's a motocross guy. He came out. He finished the long course. Had a great time. So it's something that I know a lot of people are intimidated by the thought of keeping time. It's just about a non-factor now. Yeah. Nowadays, you just get to twist the throttle until they tell you to stop. So yeah. it worked out. Pretty much. You'll start. They'll check. They'll ride on your fender. And then they'll tell you to go. And then they'll tell you to go fast. <laughs> so Go it's, faster. It's, it's not hard to work through. One thing that we need to go ahead and touch on is that uh, once again this week... Our 
beer drinking is being sponsored by the fine fellows at Vita Brevis Clothing Company. We all love those guys. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the whole concept behind Vita Brevis is that it's Latin for life is short. They're very plugged into the local racing scene. You'll see the Narvi, which is the camper done up with the Vita Brevis logos. You'll That's see where we it. stay at. Yeah, you'll you'll find me sleeping. You may it, either hear actually. us and or see us, but that's where we'll be. <laughs> yeah, it's actually I I slept in the RV this weekend. Um, say it like the bad thing. No, yeah, it's it great, awesome thing. Amazing. No, uh, local based clothing company. They try to be as involved with the local racing scene as they can. Check them out, uh, friend. Look them up on Facebook. Like their site there. Go to their website, uh, vitabrevisclothing.com. They have everything out right now, whether it's hats, t-shirts, hoodies, all of the above. We were at the banquet, all yeah. of us looked We were like, VB'd out. Yeah, we pretty much had stuff on from head to toe. I, I felt very... Well, that's okay. They just awesome. like, I think we mentioned it uh, last episode. They uh, came up with the new hoodies. Yeah. And uh, we all wound up getting them. Uh, we wore them to the banquet. We had our shirts on, man. It, it's a good stuff. It's all good quality clothing. And at the same time, it's a lot of fun to wear. So. Yeah, and it's one of those things that... Uh, the proprietor of the company, Jeremiah Scratch Stones, has, uh, he's even gone so far as we've got a little team going. So you'll see us at the races. You'll see him at the races. Come up, talk to us, hang out, come over to the trailer. Yeah. Um, he'll always have product with him, and he'll be more than happy to show it to you. And uh, <laughs> He'll be more than happy to push Bloody off of his bed so that he can then get to his t-shirt stash. <laughs> yeah, I only use a couple as a pillow. You'll get one of those special drool mark edition yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Those, awesome. are, those are extra. Yeah. Goes into our... Never mind. Yeah. All right. So after talking about TSEC, we go into something that other people would call more important, which would be the Supercross this weekend in Oakland. Ah, yes. Um, what do you have to say about this? This here Oakland this Supercross. Here, this here Oakland Supercross. Um, starting out with the track, there are the things that I'm obviously on record as loving, but I know. No. Yeah. I know. The that, over and under. The yes. over and under. I'd love to see, because every time those Toyota trucks have been on that weird little pedestal, I'm like, ooh, it's an over and under. No, it's not. Ooh, it's an over and under. No, it's not. This round, it's totally an over and under, man. They left the trucks off. They put dirt on it, and they made it a ramp, and I loved it, because it reminded me of Rad. Yeah. Crew Jones. Cereal Bowl. Loved it. Hell track. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Always a good time. I almost wore my Rad Racing t-shirt tonight. Almost. Almost. You wrapped it around as a little diaper, didn't you? No, I wore it as a cape and ran around the house chasing the dog. <laughs> That's a better way to do it. Yeah. No, uh, that's, we're both simple creatures. He loves the over <laughs> and under, and I love the hip jump. This is Definite, true. Definite uh, moment true. of moto boner. Anytime there's a hip jump, and uh, it was the way the hip jump was set up on this court, this track, it actually allowed people to take a wider line across it, cut inside to out, really lay it over so it was one of those things that I was grinning from ear to ear every time they were running into that section of the track. And you could definitely tell, you know, having said what you just said, how it gave them a little bit more opportunity to jump out instead mm -hmm. of have to cut tight. You yeah. could tell more people were more comfortable with that and they were definitely kind of styling it up a bit and laying it out. It was yeah, nice. Yeah, there was definitely pancake in the Waffle House. Um, otherwise, with the course, the whoop section was massive. <sighs> Oddly spaced, it was uh, it was like a little Loch Ness monster reaching up or some sort of sea creature and of grabbing nasty. two fish. <laughs> yeah, of nasty. Yeah. yeah, it was. It I have never seen a pro level race with that many people just bouncing around all cattywampus across a set of whoops. But those things looked 
killer. Yeah, and you could tell they they were all uneven, like you were saying, they're all unevenly spaced. Excuse me, they were the different the distances between them were different. It was so I mean it's set up for you know, what turned into just a kind of crazy race with through those whoops. It was nice. It was fun. The 250s, like I said, were getting eaten alive through there, except for Tickle, who just turned it into his own little rhythm section, where he was just like double, triple, quad, just popping through them. And Having too much fun. That was his problem. Making it look hellaciously easy when you're watching all these other pros run through there and realizing that, no, no, it's not. Yeah. Difficult. Because, yeah, because it's picking their pocket and stealing their wallets as they're going through, <laughs> hopping from side to side. Um, otherwise, the course, uh, the other thing that came into factor with the track was the rain that rolled in. Yeah, that so, rain turned that thing. What looked like a slick, slick track, track to begin a, with. A very slick yeah, track. People were washing out on that track before the rain hit. So, yeah, yeah obviously that kind of went downhill. Um, hit for both the LCQs, then into the mains, and it obviously made things a little bit more dicey than they would have been to begin with. But, yeah. yeah. I think one thing, too, is, like, with the rain, you know, with the the track was deteriorating as the night went on, but when the rain came in, it kind of allowed ruts to settle in a little bit deeper. And yeah. so you could tell that there was, a, there was a lot of guys out there, especially Ryan Villapoto and his main, yeah. where, you know, they're in the rut, and they just, I mean, they just tabbed that, they dabbed that front brake just a hair bit too much. And what happens? That front end grabs the inside of the rut and tucks, and boom, on the ground. Yeah, and I mean we've unfortunately pulled there. that move <laughs> way too many All times. There. I think you've tried to claim way too many berms on your own beforehand. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean that was that was definitely the key of the night was just to try to stay consistent, stay smart, and stay upright. You know, and the guys that did that, they walked away with wins. You know, yeah. um, Heat one while staying in the lights. Heat one, uh, Tickle and Morris dicing at it. They were just going to town. That was awesome watching the two of them go at it. Did Tickle Morris or did Morris Tickle? Well, they both left with a smile. All right. Um, heat 2. <laughs> <laughs> so, heat 2 really came down to Hanson, Tomek, and Roxon. It was nice seeing uh, Tomek kind of come into the Supercross season with some consistency. Whereas in the outdoors and everything, he was kind of all over the... He came out hotter than the hell, just came out real strong, but then faded out as time went on. So yeah. far, I mean, we're not we're obviously not very far in, but he's been fairly consistent in placing well. I mean, staying in the top ten, staying in the good spots. Yeah, that I was, was nice I was to glad see. to see Tomek on top as well. Yeah. Or El- as a top. At yeah. the top? Yeah. Where are second. we? Second. I was glad second to, to the see top. I was just glad to see Tomek. Yeah. Great to see you, cuz guy's cute. Gotta love ya. Uh LCQ was Marmot and Champion. Um yeah. Not a whole lot to it there, to be perfectly honest. Hey, man, you guys made it to the main. You're yeah. way more awesome than we are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Not a shot by yeah. any means. Yeah. No, we, we suck. Uh, the main, uh, going back to the subject of Tomac, came out, had the whole shot, was running strong, but that, that, slick, that, terrain. Course, that yeah. slick terrain. That front wheel washout was the phrase of the day, unfortunately. Yeah. He washed the front end on that long open sweeper and uh, dropped from first to fourth, and then it was off to the races for some of the other folks. Yeah, I mean, uh, that main was awesome to watch, though, too, because, like, uh, Roxon, he had really mm-hmm. good consistency, but unfortunately he went down in the same straightaway that mm-hmm. Tomac went down a little bit later. It was kind of funny because Tomac had more of a rear wheel slide out well, mm-hmm. Roxon had more of a front wheel slide out, but, yeah. I mean, it was pretty much the same same scenario, just well, there too was... much and the wrong place. Yeah, there was one spot where Roxon came in and he looked like he was about to ball it up and then 
you're thinking, okay, well, Hanson was right behind him. You're like, okay, he's going to blow around him. It's over. Hanson is bobbling at the exact same yeah. points. Well, the two of them are yeah, just... yeah, having those back-to-back saves. Um, Tickle's line through the whoops was just kind of what helped him pull ahead and save it and everything. He, he was just so strong through there when everyone else was bobbling. Even when the right side of the whoop line had that channel cut through yeah. it because everyone was favoring it so much. His consistency through there is one of the things that I think got him through to the win. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, one of the things that I would, that a big disappointment, unfortunately, in this main was the fact that Cole Seeley, I don't, I, I don't think it was the first lap. I want to say it was the second lap. Is that he mm. he had kind of gotten into a couple guys. He didn't have the greatest start. Yeah. and wound up landing on uh, one of the tough blocks, and uh, he it broke off his brake lever. Yeah. So he just he said he tried to keep riding with it broken off, and it just it just wasn't happening with the yeah. rain the way it was and the rain coming down it was just too slick though so it just sucks to see I mean we know that he had confidence coming in from the last the last, his last win um and it just kind of sucks to see that completely deflated it would have you know, been nice to this, have him so. in there nice to have him in a better spot in the points just so he could be a name that was making a charge because that seems like a good guy seems like a good kid makes me feel a thousand years old to put it that way yeah. but it it would have just been nice good to, see to have that, another that new, name that new privateer Honda team well yeah. not new new but you know newer privateer Honda team you know, getting with a win yeah getting a win yeah. so no nope. um so the lights finished out with Ticklin first Hanson second Tomac in third and Roxon rounding out in fourth. Just off the podium, but we gotta love him kind of getting settled in. No, I agree. Yeah, and confidence, consistency, just kind of finding yeah. that nice little figure eight. You know. Yeah. So for the so far the overall this year, you've got Hanson still holding first, Tickle in second, Morris in third, and Tomac is sitting in fourth. I want Tomac to get in there. I'd like him to move up as well. No shot against anybody else. In the four fifties. The heats went on pretty smoothly. Uh, yeah, practice wasn't, wasn't going yeah, smooth for some of the big boys. Practice was very smooth. Yeah, it was Stewart going down. He went down in the first practice hard, second practice hard. Didn't even ride to third practice. So people had either. no idea. Yeah, <laughs> people had no idea how he was going to do when he came out for the for the heat race. So yeah, he was in the first heat, came out road strong, just basically yeah, no, he, took off. Yeah, he took off from the whole shot and just got the checkered. It was like boom, bitches done. Eight laps. What's up? Yeah, it was <laughs> like I'll be over here. Uh, it's one of those things that, like you said, after seeing how well, uh, not how well, how rough the two practices went for him, you were kind of on edge because even though he had walked out and pulled away so hard, you're like, God, he seemed like he was having a bad time with this course. Yeah. But just that experience, that strength, he pulled, he was gone. Yeah. No, I mean, Stewart rode great and he proved that... Uh... He was there to win it. So. <laughs> yeah. Kennard ended up pulling second with a strong ride, and then Millsaps pulling in third. That was nice to see. Yeah, I mean, Millsaps has been pretty inconsistent, to be honest. I mean, he hasn't even really been on the radar. You know, he's been he's been saying it's been all kinds of dietary issues and all kinds of supplement-type stuff. And, you know, I mean, that's this, there, that, whatever. You know, people say whatever they want to say. Um, it is or it isn't. Um, he has not been performing. Um, but he he did this past weekend, so it's, it is good to see him back on the uh, back up top. And Alessi did not perform. Mm. Period. And I don't know. I, I'm going to say it now. I like KTM. I've been riding a KTM now for about a year and a half. And uh, I, I like the bike, you know, and I want a 350. Um, I think the 350 should be doing better. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't think that Alessi's putting in the effort. I, I don't know. It's it's, don't it's know hard to, to say it. because I'm not his dad. <laughs> so, you know, I can't boss him around. But I really just don't know what's going on, to be honest. So, I, Alessi is a better rider than his performance has been showing. So, if something's going on, you know, maybe he needs to talk to Millsaps and his PR department to figure mm-hmm. it out. I don't know. But something needs to happen. It's one of those things where Alessi is always... It's not like he's just Mr. Outdoor. He's always been a force. He hasn't been top of the heat, but he has always done well in the Supercross. So for all of a sudden this year, him to drop off. Um, Heat 2, the big part of that for me was that Reed came in strong. And that's something that I've wanted to see all season. Uh, him bringing up his own team, having to run that whole organization, not even a factory team. I've wanted him to do well. I like the guy. I'm a fan. I'm going to get some giant diamond earrings and rock him out. You probably should. I want to get some of that shift gear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been... That's a good gear, man. Good, just nice, good looking gear. Nice clean lines. That yellow scene was working yeah. pretty nice. I was glad to see a different colorway. You know, yes. Yeah. The red on white looks good, but that green on yellow looks really good too. I don't know; they're just doing a good job with it. So yeah, I it was nice to see him make a podium in that in the second heat. It was uh, Brayton first, Reed came in second, and Villapoto coming in strong in third. The LCQ when you have a big name like Alessi in the LCQ, <laughs> you, you expect to have gonna... big results. Not so much. Yeah. And kinda, we're I, trying not to sound like we're tap dancing on Alessi's balls here, know, it's but just... it's kind of hard not to. I mean, expectations. I mean, yeah. when they're not met, you know, people notice that sort of thing. Yeah, that whole not delivering. That ended up being blows, and then Reardon taking the spots for the LCQ. Yeah, no, I was, I, was, I was happy to see that, because Reardon just came back from a little bit of an injury, you know, with mm-hmm. the new team that just came in from uh, Australia, the JDR team. So, I was happy to see not only Reardon back. I mean, you wouldn't expect him to just come blowing out there without, you know, uh, going crazy or anything like that. But his pass on Alessi was awesome. I mean, Alessi just pulled over and gave it to him. So, I mean... He gave it up like prom night. Yeah. There's no getting around. Unless he may have something going on and he hasn't talked about it, but yeah. I don't know. That's that's fine. Everybody like, everybody I'm, has their moments. My I'm me pretty, last weekend I was an old man. My knees suck balls, but yeah. it's one of those things I'm really inclined to believe that there's something going on because even with I mean they're he's been obviously too quiet. like he's been really quiet. The Alessi family obviously brings a lot of attention to not itself. known to being quiet. Yeah. So that side of things, I could imagine that there's there's something up. And it's not like the KTM team is without strong leadership right now. Yeah. So there's there's something going on there. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, wait okay. and see. So on main, to the main. Do it. All right. Well, the main, Stuart, Villapoto, every, all the big names in there. The one thing I want to get out there real quick, and I'm not trying to speed bag anyone's scrotum at this point, but we could. But Stroop looked out of control. <laughs> yeah, and I know he's second, right, from the gate. Yeah, second. he had a great start, but it was like it was just he like, had total <laughs> panic. Yeah, yeah, unable to hold a lot. There are so many times that I think that his the soles of his boots developed an allergy to his pants. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Floating off the side. I'm not trying to like lit. I'm not saying when you lift up, you're trying to clear that extra little bit of gap and get that little bit of feel on the jump. I mean that he was blowing himself off the bike. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. One of those things that obviously 
tons of respect for the guy. He's fast as hell and has all kinds of talent, but he was scary. <laughs> yeah. No, Stroop was definitely all over the place, though. But, I mean, like, while he was following uh, Villapoto, um, and then Villapoto goes down, it was it was, it was, was kind of interesting, man. The rain was the rain was definitely It was like another factor. whole factor in it. Yeah, it was, the 21st, it was definitely the 21st rider, so... Yeah. It was a good run though. Stewart once uh Villapoto went down and Stewart passed him, man. It was it was Stewart's race. Like Stewart could have lost that race, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He won it. No, he pulled away like a train off of everybody else, and then it really came down to just seeing how everyone behind, seeing Kennard trying to work his way up yeah. from bad spot. Dungey's rolling in second for the majority after the Villapoto drop. Yeah. Reed behind him, and then Reed just. Coming up at the last moment, and I love Dungey. Don't take it the wrong way. Yeah. But Reed coming up and picking his pocket. Yeah, he just on that finish snuck line in, jump. stole it. Oh, yeah. mean, the, the commentators didn't know until it was done. Yeah. That was it. it was one of those things that I was like yelling at the TV because I thought they stopped. They were so busy showing Stewart taking the win, which I mean, props to him. He just won the Supercross. Yeah. Just, he pulled away and left everybody else like they were tied to a tree. So obviously, yeah, show the guy taking his win. But when they're like, yeah, and Reed in second, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't What didn't don't you show it. me five minutes ago? Was I, did I stop? Go get something out of the fridge? I was like, eh. Playing with through me. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Playing with shit. It happens. No, um, ended up, uh, obviously, Stewart taking first. Reed coming in, picking Dungey's pocket for second. Dungey rolling in in third. And then Villapoto making it back up in the fourth after washing out before. Um, Metcalf pulling in fifth and Kennard coming all the way up to sixth with which I mean obviously don't usually run through that far and giving the scores but uh yeah no it's just good the to way know where he they worked up, up yeah the way he worked up from such a bad spot bad to begin start. with uh, for the overall that takes the Stewarts back in first Villapoto's moved to second Dungey's in third Kennard's in fourth and Reed is in fifth which it's, we still have all the big names all within striking distance of each other, so it's making it for a very interesting year. And I I really hope it continues. I hope no one gets that big lead where they're up 50 points on everyone else and they start to walk. Or no one gets a big crash. And Yeah. Everybody stays healthy. Everybody stays up in that top five. That way we can have an exciting year. I agree. Uh, speaking of exciting years, we've got another exciting Toro race coming up this next weekend here. It's going to be at Antelope Hills, which is in Jacksboro, Texas. Um, the Ishmaels are actually putting this race on. I was talking to uh, Cameron after we did our little interview last week. He said that his father has found some new terrain that he's going to put into the property, so it's going to be a little interesting. It's definitely going to be more technical, the most technical it has ever been. So, And it's probably going to be the mo- one of the most technical Toro races to date, which I am very excited for. Um, that's saying something. I know, no, it's going to be awesome. Um, the recon they did this past weekend, um, so it should be up this week, and uh, it's not up as we're doing this right now, but it will be. So we're going to go ahead and put that uh, link into our show notes um, so that you guys can watch the recon and go ahead and get yourself prepared for the awesomeness. Um, back to the subject of Supercross, real quick. Um, next weekend they'll be back in Anaheim, and we'll be rolling into February, so it will be Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Boobies! Gotta love some boobies. Mm. Uh, So expect everyone to have on pink gear. We're recording this. It's actually still January, but... That's why we're not topless. Yeah, but expect great things for the month of February, as we will... Definitely make sure that we celebrate the Tata Month. 
Yes, we will in, We will figure out a way to incorporate breast cancer awareness. As family-friendly as possible. Huh. And we'll see how well that works. It's but not. We will... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love it when Jordan speaks. I like your mouth. <laughs> I like the way you think, sir. Yeah. No, it might not be as much breast cancer awareness, but there will be breast awareness of some sort. <laughs> I'm going to be aware of somebody's breast. That's what's going on. I usually try to be. Yeah. That's how I've lived my life to date. Figure why change. Speaking of dates, as well coming up this weekend is going to be the round five of the OMA Winter Nationals. Uh, it's actually going to be in Nashville, Tennessee at the Nashville Super Speedway. They've got the ATV stuff going on on Saturday and then the, the dirt bike stuff going on on the Sunday. Dirt the dirt bikes, not the motorbikes, it's the dirt bikes. <laughs> that is happening this weekend, so we'll see. I don't know if Russell Bobbitt's going to be there. I haven't seen any updates on his Twitter account or any of that business, but if he is, we'll see if he can pull, enough, pull off another win. It'll be pretty awesome. Another thing coming up in the pipeline is on March 5th, the Off-Road Cup is going to happen in at DeSoto Motorsport Park in Shreveport, Shreveport Louisiana. Sorry, I got a little tongue twisted there. Um, Beer twisted. Yeah. <laughs> Bottle flu happens to the best of us. The thing to look out for is it's, it's coming up soon. It's on March 5th. The deadline for signing up is... Can you do one of those for me there, Hot Rod? Oh, Jesus. The deadline for signing up is February 18th. So that means that you've got to get on the ball. That's not going to be very far from the time this airs. It's a... Uh, thank you. You're a gentleman and a scholar. It's, and I'm smart. Let's not get crazy. Okay. No. Um, February 18th is the deadline for signups. It's having an event like this this close to the... North Texas area. Yeah. We've got to go represent people. Yeah. Everybody. We're awesome. We're winners. Yeah. Think about it. There are so many fast riders in Texas and the North Texas area even that having an event like this, this close, we need to have some representation. At people in Louisiana are obviously going to flow out there. Oklahoma, Arkansas, there people coming from all around. So it'd be great to see some representation from some of our local cross country uh, Enduro riders, all of the above. So, the local awesome people? Yeah. Go out there and be awesome. Yeah, it's that's all we're asking, all. man. Take a shot of awesome. I don't care. Maybe a pint full. Mm. It's all a good time. Um, and then taking it back a little bit um, in all seriousness, our, definitely our prayers from seat time, myself, Brian Pierce, Jason Schmidt, Jordan Hesse, all of our prayers go out to Amanda Woods and her two boys. Um, this is definitely a tragedy that has happened, but we cannot go past the fact of what Nathan Woods would have wanted to have happen, and that is everybody continuing to have fun on motorcycles, uh, yeah. racing, riding, you know, growing your family. However, it comes down. Um, the biggest thing we can do from this is learn and move forward. Um, so we're gonna miss him. He was a great rider, great, um, great ambassador to the sport. Um, so it, it's it's really a tragedy, but we're gonna move forward. And we're going to say, you guys, we'll be here for you. If you guys need any help to Amanda, please let us know. We're going to do our best to help you guys out if we can find a way to do it for you. Um, after that, man, we really appreciate you guys being here. It's been a lot of fun. And as well, I know that we have enjoyed a pint full of awesome. And you guys do as well. Thank you very much for paying attention. Peace, kids. Have a good night. Jordan's getting honorary. Watch out. The fog, dude. It won't let me select a different track. It's like we're just gonna do this track.
Why? Technology owns Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck you. laughs> what now, bitches? <laughs> oh, oh, shit.